What is up, everyone out there? Welcome to episode 34 of Tighten Up the Dog Pound. I'm Mike Welsh. You can find me on Twitter at big underscore Mike 9169. And as always, Tighten Up the Dog Pound is on Twitter at Titan underscore dog 21. Make sure to go give us a follow, posting elite content all the time. And I'm joined today, per usual, by Dr. Thomas Ed. Not tall, not handsome, not until the Titans get above 500. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing fantastic. Uh, Titans got a dub Sunday and the balls are in the top 10, so can't, can't, ask for, can't ask for too much more. I was thinking, how long into this podcast before Thomas talks about the balls? And we got about 30 seconds in. <laughs> um, I mean, I get it. If the, if the Canes were actually back, like it looks like the balls might be back, I would be on cloud nine as well. But we got beat by my alma mater, MTSU, this past weekend. So Go Blue Raiders. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah, that that was a glass case of emotion for me because it was awesome for MTSU. But man, what a... What a disaster for uh, the Hurricanes. But, I mean, they're they're trying to turn that program around like they have been for 15 years. So, But, anyway, this is not Rocky Top, the Hurricanes podcast. This is Tighten Up the Dog Pound. And we are about to be entering week four of the NFL. It is flying by. I don't know about you, but I wish it would slow down because we're going to blink. And the next thing you know, it's January. But... We haven't been able to record a few immediate episodes, so we have a few games to catch up on. Um, And you want to talk about the Titans first? You want to talk about the Browns' implosion against the Jets? There's a lot. There's a lot to discuss here, or the beat down by the Bills. Oh, it really is. (laughs) So I mean, we just start with the Browns. I mean, had the had that big lead on the Jets. And they came back and won, but followed that up with a Thursday night victory. So you're two and one right now. You've got the Falcons coming up week four and then a pretty brutal stretch after that. Uh, Jacoby Brissett has been playing better than expected. So how do, how do we how do we feel going into week four and then beyond? I mean, for me, I feel it's funny. I feel about as I thought I would feel. It's just flipped. I thought that I would feel like, man, the offense is struggling to score, but our defense is carrying us to these wins. But it's actually the opposite. The defense has been a disaster. You have individual elite talent all over that defense, but for some reason, whether it's Joe Woods' fault or miscommunication, players' fault, whatever, they cannot get the communication down to where they can play a cohesive game. They did improve from the Jets game to the Steelers game, but there's still a lot of issues. Um, But, yeah, it's essentially just flipped. I feel a lot better about the offense than I do about the defense. But going into the season, I was for sure feeling like the defense was going to be what was going to get us more wins than anything. So uh, overall, though, honestly, like I'm feeling pretty solid. Uh, we should be 3-0. and The Jets' loss was inexcusable. One of the biggest like meltdowns I've seen. And I mean, ever the last time that happened, there was over 2,000 games were played before the last time a team – was up two touchdowns and lost with under like two minutes to go in the game. So, and the last team to do that was the Cleveland Browns against the Bears in 2001. So, um, we should be three and oh. I'm, I'm still happy it was two and one. Uh, this offense has played very well. Nick Chubb is rushing title on, on his way to the rushing title if he continues to play the way he is. Uh, and like you said, Jacoby Brissett has played much better than anyone expected. He's in top 10 in QBR. Um, uh, 
watching the games very closely. He he makes good decisions. He's very decisive. He gets rid of the ball whenever he needs to. He doesn't force anything. Uh, and, I mean, he's basically doing what Kevin Stefanski like wanted a Baker Mayfield to do in this offense last year and even in 2020 where Baker played better on the back half was when he was just doing his job and not trying to do too much. So uh, I think Jacoby understands understands that, and, and he – and it shows. I mean, like he's he's playing well every game. He's making throws that are are moving the chains and getting his points. He has a great great chemistry with Amari Cooper already. Back to back hundred yard games for the first time since Josh Gordon, now Tennessee Titans legend Josh Gordon. Um, <laughs> so uh, yeah, I mean overall, you know, it was a must win game in my opinion this early already for them to beat the Steelers on Thursday night after that loss to the Jets, because it was such a monumental collapse. You had to get that bad taste out of your mouth and they did. And it was a pretty decisive win. There was a, you know, it it was close for a decent amount of the game, but I never felt like, Oh shit, we're for sure going to lose this game. Um, So the defense played better in the fourth quarter offense played very efficiently. Uh, David Njoku had his, breaking out game for ever, ever since he got his new rookie contract with nine receptions, 89 yards, a touchdown. So yeah, overall feeling pretty good. Top of the AFC North, baby. Absolutely. What? Can't, can't yeah. complain about that. Um, yeah, that Jets game was wild. So um, unfortunately that Browns Jets game was not the broadcasted game on the network. So on my TV, I had, the Patriots Steelers game, which was terrible. And oh, then yeah. I, and then, you know, unfortunately I was stuck with using Dofu to do that Browns Jets game that went out about every, probably about every, every two minutes, every two minutes yeah. I had to just like go back in and reset it. So, I mean, I, and I got to be honest. So I, I was not paying attention at all to that Patriots Steelers game because again, it was just, it was a, it was a boring, I wouldn't even say defensive battle, but it was just super ugly offense. So I wasn't, wasn't really doing it for me. So I was, you know, on my lab, you know, on my phone watching the Browns game. And after Nick Chubb scored that touchdown, I literally, I, you know, this game's over. I set my phone down and I went outside and started playing fetch with my dog. Hell and, yeah. then I, and I, and then, and then I noticed that the um, Jets have the ball only down one score. And I'm like, wait, what? So then, like, I run back upstairs and, catch and I catch that last drive by the Jets like basically the Jets had the ball at midfield but you know right before Flacco threw that touchdown to Garrett Wilson which I mean Jesus for our Ohio State Browns fans out there that had to be tough to watch uh Garrett Wilson catch the game when it's touchdown but yeah but yeah I, I, I was blown away like I've b- blown away yeah and then, no. then I saw there was a Giant controversy. Well, I don't even know if one would even call it a controversy, but you know, people were saying that Nick Chubb cost you all the game, which I thought was like, I mean, it's it's, it's really like stupid. It, it is it's factually true that if Nick Chubb would have gone down, y'all would have won the game. Like that that is a true factual statement. But I just it's a hindsight opinion. That's all it is. Like, what did you say you did yeah. as soon as he scored that touchdown? You thought the game was over. Everyone, ninety nine point nine percent win probability after that. So yeah, when people started saying he should have went down, I'm like, that you only you're only saying that because of the outcome. Not in that moment, you did not think like, oh man, he shouldn't have scored. The Browns defense should have been able to hold two scores, two scores up with a minute and like 30 seconds left. 
that's uh, that's just like unforgivable. Yeah, I, I don't know what collapse. I don't yeah. know what the defense was doing on that. Uh, you know, Titans legend Corey Davis touchdown. I mean, well, how do you? The whole part, like you just all you have to do is go into pre- prevent defense and keep well, everybody in front of it you. Was, and they, it I, was no, a miscommunication I, because it, they mentioned yeah. that about a thousand times on the Thursday night broadcast. Yeah, that's they they talked about it a lot, and I've watched a lot of the all twenty two breakdowns on Twitter and everything of what. Denzel Ward and Grant Delpit were doing during that because apparently Denzel Ward thought he was in cover two when they were in cover three and Delpit he released Corey Davis to Delpit and went down to cover the flat but JOK was also covering the flat and Delpit did not even run with Corey Davis he just kind of like went in his direct it it was I mean it was a colossal failure you know Um, and then on top of that Everything after – I mean, that was crazy. Don't get me wrong. But to get the onside kick and go right down the field and score again, and the guy who won us week one, Cade York, missed an extra point and caught – you know, like, so you could also say, like, well, if he hadn't missed that extra point, they at least would have went to overtime. There were so many what-ifs and so many factors in that game. I mean, I've never seen this team – this team has found a lot of ways to lose, and that was, that was a new one. I've seen – I feel like I've seen it all. With this, with the Browns over the years, and that was just one to literally add to a list. If it, it, imagine like the back of the quarterback jersey with all the Browns starting quarterbacks. There's just as many ways the Browns have found to lose games as that, and this just got added right below, you know, whatever the one last year was. So, yeah, uh, but for them to bounce back and beat the Steelers on Thursday was huge. You know, they had to do that. If 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 they lose against Mitch Trubisky and the Steelers after lo- making Joe Flacco play Joe Montana. There's a there's a lot of problems on defense that are I mean there's already a lot of problems on defense but that's that would have been terrible so they they did bounce back and they did play better in the fourth quarter they played much better than they did against the Jets so there what they had a players only meeting which is not uncommon but this early in the season is not also very common so uh, I feel like some of that helped. Uh, and yeah, so I mean, I'm just I'm glad it's over with. I just hope it doesn't come down to we're nine and eight instead of ten and seven, and we miss the playoffs for one game. And you just think, man, if we could just beat the Jets, so we'll see. It just feels like a loss that'll come back and bite us. Honestly, it really does. Yeah, yeah, tough, tough, tough way to lose. So, got the Falcons, which I mean, we'll I guess we'll get to the Week Four predictions soon, but yeah got the Falcons next and then you've got a pretty tough stretch after that before you get Watson back for the week 13 Texans games so so how, how, so how are we feeling after three weeks do you, do you still think fringe wildcard team or fringe outside looking in what are we thinking I, I mean I still feel about the same one thing I will say because you mentioned it's a tough stretch like we've seen three weeks of football and to me the Patriots don't scare me Mac Jones is going to be out whenever the Browns play the Patriots. Uh, the Chargers, they're one and two. They just got beat down by the Jags. Justin Herbert's banged up. Rashawn Slater's out for the season. Nick uh, Joey Bosa may not play that up in the next coming weeks. So the Chargers, while they are explosive and a, you know, a lot of people had them going to the Super Bowl, going to the playoffs, for us to play them in two weeks, I'm not nearly as terrified about that game as I was going into the season. The Ravens, tough matchup. Lamar Jackson is betting on himself, and he's an MVP frontrunner. That's going to be a tough game. That's always a tough game. And then Bengals, one and two. They've looked pretty terrible so far, kind of maybe getting their footing. That's that's still several weeks away, so who knows. I still feel like easily like 
not easily, but I still feel like five to six wins by the time Watson is back is still very much on the table. Especially, I mean, if we would have beat the Jets, I would feel way more confident about it. But Kevin Stefanski's offense has looked the best that it's looked since he's been a head coach. If you look at any offensive ranking list, the Browns are in like the top five right now. So, and he's calling like really good games during the game. So I feel like if our defense can come together the way that everyone thought it would, and this offense keeps playing like this, they, I mean, they can win some of these games. They can steal a few of them, especially with, you know, things change. Teams have injuries and whatnot. So, like I said, I feel a lot better about playing the Chargers or uh, the Patriots than I did coming into the season. So, But, I mean, if Justin Herbert's healthy and our defense is playing like I asked, he'll come in there and throw 900 yards and 10 touchdowns against these guys. So, (laughs) I have to figure something out with that. But, yeah, I mean, uh, what do you think? Have your thoughts changed any on it in terms of – are you still kind of – where you were in terms of your this stretch they're about to go on before watching comes back yeah i mean i would be but yeah no you mentioned you're catching the charges at a perfect time because rashawn slater's out for the season that's huge especially when you have a you know big strength of the browns their front four particularly on the edge if you can if you can have a healthy clowny and garrett which i mean i guess we can get into that later yeah. and the patriots yeah mac jones definitely is not going to be back it looks like they are going to go with um I don't know if he's a rookie or if it's his second year, but it's that kid out of Western Kentucky, Bailey. Zapp. Bailey Zap, yeah. I, th- I think he's a. I think he's. I think a he's. Rookie. I think he's a rookie, but I'm not 100 yeah. percent sure. But yeah, he'll probably be the starting quarterback. Ravens, it's going to be tough. I mean, Bengals. You know, you mentioned they may they may have gotten their footing back. They had a big win over the Jets last week, and then you've got to go down to Miami. Got to go to Buffalo. Bucks at home. So I mean, you know, it's definitely going to be easier to steal a couple games out of that out of that stretch, yeah. but. Yeah, I mean, I, in terms of the first four games, I mean, I, my preseason prediction was you'd go two and two, which I mean, it looks like you're going to go three and one. Hopefully, yeah. So, and and it, at four and zero, oh, you know, I said it, it ideally, you know, like it it is possible for the. I mean, if they could have done their business against the Jets against the Jets, and they're sitting at three and zero oh right now. Like four and zero oh is definitely not off the table. So it sucks that they lost against the Jets, but they're playing better than. I thought they would on offense, which is like really yeah. nice to see. But, That's what's uh, wild about this league. You're just as close to four and zero as you are to two and two in that stretch. Yeah, I know. Because I mean, week one, it took Cade York and his third leg to get you over the hump in that one. Yeah. So it's hey man, this league. It's no disappointments in this league, bro. That never know what's gonna happen, but. So yeah, w- once we get into the stretch with like the Bills and the Bucks and the Dolphins, yeah, that's I mean we could lose all three of those in a row, but if we can steal some wins in the previous games and we're at five and six when Watson comes back, like I've said before, I mean, I feel like okay, are we for sure gonna make a playoff run? Not for sure, but I feel better. You know, I feel pretty decent about it. So, uh, so yeah, we'll uh, we'll see. We will see, but I, 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 as a fan right now, I feel okay. I feel good. This is this is the best I've seen Stefanski look as a play caller, and you know, no play caller head coach is perfect. They all make head scratchy moves in games. He has his fair share, but he has looked like he's finally getting to run an offense with a guy who doesn't make decisions like Baker Mayfield does or did, and still is with with the Panthers in terms of making crazy throws 
you know, taking sacks, holding the ball, holding the ball for too long. And Jacoby, he doesn't do any of that. He's a veteran, and he takes what the defense gives him, takes his shots when they're there, gets rid of the ball when he needs to, and he takes sacks if he feels like he's getting rushed instead of trying to run and fumble. I mean, Baker has a lot of fumbles every year. Like, Jacoby just goes right down. He also had five QB sneaks against the Steelers. He was like five for five on QB sneaks. Went to the Tom Brady School of QB sneaks, which is – Something that every time the Browns tried to QB sneak with Baker Mayfield, he fumbled every time in his career with the Browns. So, <laughs> yeah, big uh, – a lot of differences here. Uh, but switching gears, because, man, you were in shambles a little bit after this 41-7 to beatdown by the Bills, which, if I remember correctly, you predicted them to win. So that had to be tough because oh. um, I, I remember I took the Bills. I didn't think it would be that big of a, that big of a win for them. But, uh, but then, you know, you bounce back on Sunday and beat uh, the Raiders 24-22, which was a very close game. You want to talk about the Browns barely winning week one. I mean, I feel like I didn't watch all of this one, but it came down to like a two-point conversion, didn't it? Yes. Yes, it did. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, in this league – Every week, man. I mean, look, look at the Bills Dolphins game. Two, you know, like every teams just come down to like one or two plays. So, I mean, uh, I, I'm, you know, I made the reference to the Browns being, you know, they're as close to four and zero as they are to two and two. The Titans are as close to two and one as they are to zero and three. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so yeah. Tell tell me how you're feeling about this team moving forward because I feel like there's a lot of questions there. I'm also not a diehard fan like you are, so. I know you know more than I do for the listeners out there, but I mean, like the loss to the bills was rough. We, we saw Malik Willis already playing some snaps in a game that was far too gone, which I didn't think would happen this early in the season. Um, and then, like I said, they bounced back against the Raiders. So, I mean, you got some hope there, but how are you feeling? How are you feeling about this team? How are you feeling about Ryan Tannehill playing the whole season? I feel great about it. Ryan Tannehill has been playing great. Okay. I mean, you referenced Malik Willis. I mean, that was just basically midway through the third quarter, Vrabel and McDermott just basically had a gentleman's agreement. They just emptied the benches. It was all yeah. second string for both teams from like, for like the last 30 minutes of that game. Because after Tannehill threw that pick six. And then I think at that point it was like 34, seven, they just, all right, let's, let's get this game over with. So nobody else gets hurt. Cause there was already a horrific injury. Yeah. At the end of the first half with Dane Jackson having to be carted out on an ambulance. Um, yeah, in terms of how I feel going forward, I mean, I try not to overreact too early in the season, especially while we're still in uh, September. So in terms of how I think the season's going to go, I mean, I st- I'm still same mindset, you know, 10-11 wins, eking out uh, AFC South title. But, there, I mean, there are some individual things that have, have me worried, um, particularly injuries. Titans already have 11 players on injured reserve. Uh, some that were on there before the season started and then some that have accumulated – during the season, uh, that Bills game, we particularly lost a lot of guys. Um, Bud, du- Bud Dupree, he's not on IR, but he's kind of on a week-to-week. Um, slot cornerback, Ugo Amadi, lost him during that game, which, a lot, which you know, without having him, and then, you know, he didn't get hurt during the game, but we didn't have Christian Fulton during the game, our, you know, cornerback one, which allowed the Bills to make a ton of plays. So, we definitely have to get healthy if we are going to be competitive. And then, obviously – Losing Taylor Lewan for the season is that's huge. Do you Already, think he just retires. 
Uh, probably not. No, I just feel like every year it's like this with him for the last several years. But he's definitely he's had some. I mean, it's probably his. Um, that's probably his last game as a Titan because he's entering the last year of his contract, and it's fifteen million dollars of you know dead weight money that they can just get rid of Uh, without yeah any sort of consequences. Um, but yeah, injuries, man, gotta. Got to get healthy if we're going to be competitive. Um, outside of that, I think our, probably our biggest issue is just offensive coaching in general. We're way too predictable on offense. It's way too vanilla and drive stall out. Defense is on the field for way too long. And then you just, you know, a 41-7 to loss is what ends up happening. Or, you know, week one, you get you get a you know 13-point lead on the New York Giants. They basically key in on everything you're doing. You don't really generate any offense in the second half. That allows them to come back. Or, just like last Sunday, 14-point lead at halftime. We're up 24-10. Don't score another point in the second half. Drive stall out. Those uh, cracks start to break in the dam on defense. Raiders score a ton of points. And then, you know, we're counting on our defense to deflect a two-point conversion to win that game. So, just got to stop being so predictable on offense. And I think a lot of it uh, is we just – we feel this need that, you know, no matter what, we have to, you know, run Derrick Henry into these eight-man boxes when it's clearly not that. working. Yeah, but, I've noticed that. You know, if you watch if you watch these games, you know, all of our – you know, our offensive success comes is when, you know, um, pedal to the metal, put the gas – put the gas on, just – go full speed, pushing the ball downfield, because we scored touchdowns on each of our opening possessions each game. And then we just kind of tail off into the second half. So that's the big thing. We just got – we like we have got to just open up the offense more and just stop, you know, playing so vanilla. Like, you know, Ryan Tannehill's playing great. Sunday he aver- he was averaging over 10 yards per attempt, which is exceptional in the NFL. I mean, Traylon Burks, whenever we put him on the field and target him, he does great things. But the problem is, you know, we hard we know we hardly use him. So I mean, we just need to open up the offense, push the ball down the field, get guys like Robert Woods, Traylon Burks involved. And then things start to open up for Derrick Henry, and then you start breaking off those long runs. Yeah, because I, I feel like the games I've watched of the Titans, they do exactly what you say where, you know, Derrick Henry is Derrick Henry. Everyone knows how good he is. And, but I mean, it doesn't matter who you are. Like if you're constantly running against like stack boxes like that, it's you're, you know, you're going to have lost yards plays, minimal gains. I feel like the Titans, when you want to talk about vanilla predictable or whatnot, like I was watching some of the, the, uh, the bills Titans game, like early on before it got out of hand. And, whenever you're sitting at home and you can kind of predict every play that's coming, you know, like we, us as fans can do that to an extent, but there were times with the Titans where you just know what, you know, going to run on first down play action, you know, like it, it seems, it, it does seem like there's a formula to it that is not necessarily like working to a level of eliteness where you want to keep it that way. So hopefully they can, they can mix it up a little yeah. bit. Uh, and how many times when you're when you're watching that game, you see a handoff to Derrick Henry, and then there's three guys right there in the back backfield ready to meet yeah. him before he's yeah, able yeah. even to do anything. Yeah, um, you know, and if you if you're running on first down a lot like that too, and you don't get 
a gain or you get a loss, like you're going to be passing the next down and everyone knows that. And then it gets even harder. So uh, yeah, that's, they're going to have to figure out some kind of, some kind of way to shake up the play call in there. Cause I mean, like I've noticed that with the Browns this year is they've been very unpredictable on offense, even though they have Chubb and Hunt, they, there have been times like that big third and one where Jacoby hit Amari Cooper deep down the field. Like everyone was thinking run right there. And Cooper had him beat and went way, you know, it's just like those moments to like really call a game really well, where you can become a little bit unpredictable or really important. Um, One thing I will say with, I mean, it's just, you know, you counteract that by airing out the ball. Um, Sat I saw this morning, the Titans actually lead the league in most explosive, explosive uh, pass plays. I would not have had that. But we're we're also 32nd in, you know, attempts in that category. Yeah. So that's kind of a, that's, that's kind of a weird stat. And then, you know, you watch that Titans Raiders game, you know, just like every game, we open it up, pushing the ball down the field. First three drives, three touchdowns in the half with a field goal. We're up 24-10. And it's just instead of doing the things that were successful in the first half, it's almost like you get into this mode where you play not to lose, and it's just run, run, pass, punt. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'll say I, I don't feel as optimistic as you do. With, with how the Titans have played so far in terms of still being able to squeak out 10 or 11 wins and win the division. I do think that, that they do benefit from a very wide open division. I couldn't tell you right now who's going to win that division. There's no fun. I mean, the Colts just beat the Chiefs. The Jags just beat the shit out of the uh, Chargers on the road. The Texans, who they don't know what they're doing. No one knows. I mean, Davis Mills has a long-ass neck. It's pretty much anyone knows about the Texans. Sorry, Sean. Um, but point is yes you, you i mean with how wide open it is i do feel like you guys win the division is definitely not off the table but i feel kind of split like i feel a little is not that it's gonna go off the rails but is this gonna just be a year where you can never quite get over that 500 mark you spend all season four and five five and five five and six you know like is it gonna be that kind of year uh because i mean Tannehill for me like I just feel like when you have Malik Willis back there, the fan, like, you, you know, better than I do the Titans Twitter. I feel like everyone wants him. The analysts, they talk about it every, you know, uh, get Malik Willis in there. Like I've seen it so many talked about so many times. Yeah. But already that's not, that's not like three weeks in, in any sort of. And I mean, and, Tannehill, Tannehill is 24th in passing yards, 18th in QBR. He's got three touchdowns, three picks. Like he's just kind of, you know, to not watching the entire games. I just feel like he's just kind of, he, I mean, maybe managing the games is a nice way to say it. I don't know. I mean, do you feel like he's going to go out there and win you games like he has in the past few years where he really, where I feel like benefited off of like Henry busting off big runs, going off the play action. It just seems like that maybe their offense has been figured out a little bit where, or, you know, is it execution? You watch every play. Like what, do you feel like a lot of it is, is execution T- by the T- players? Tannehill is like the bottom of the list in terms of problems. It's oh. most. It's mostly offense. I mean, you just admitted you're not watching the games. No, I mean, I yeah. Mean, if, if, if you if you look at the box score, yeah, it looks bad. And then a lot of that is inflated by like a really bad Bills performance where everybody was bad. But I mean, this this offense is succeeding when they air the ball out and when they throw it more, and they're falling behind when they get super conservative. 
because defense are just keying in on Derrick Henry because he's constantly seeing eight nine-man boxes. Yeah. I mean, I'm not watching the full games, just like most of the time you're not watching the full Browns games. But, I mean, like from what I've seen, I just feel like it's there. there's going to be like a midpoint of the season where it's just like how, how much is Tannehill going to get traded at the deadline? Is that, you know, that's, like, There's a 0% chance Tannehill gets traded. Oh, Sean. Sean vibes. There, well, for, first of all, there's we no There's zero incentive for the Titans to do it. There's zero incentive for any team to trade for Tannehill. But why, why would a team trade for a quarterback in the last year of his contract, owed all this money? Like, why would they give up assets for that? I don't know, but I've definitely seen it talked about. So, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you can you can go online and see anything talked about. But I mean that makes it just makes zero sense. Why like like why would he get traded? Like why would a team make that trade? Why would you give up draft picks? This is this is like a fuller moment for me right now, just so you know. But I mean, I'm just honest, like what what's <laughs> but it makes zero sense. Like yeah, there, I there, know, there's dude. no there's no incentive for anybody, to, there's no for any party involved, there's no incentive. Like what team is on the fringe that like Ryan Tannehill is gonna make the difference for them? To the points where well, they give up draft picks for a court for like renting a quarterback for what nine eight games. I mean, it's definitely happened in the past. So, I mean, it's but super, I do agree. Like, what, they're, 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 but like, how not, many? It's, it's how many examples? The Saints, the Saints, the Panthers, Washington football team, three that come to mind with quarterbacks that they got that are very much underperforming. P- teams get desperate, especially a team like the Saints. Any team in the NFC who feels like they have a chance in like the weakest conference. Yeah, I mean, it's not a not it's not a hundred percent impossible. I don't think it's very likely. I just wanted to see. I, it's a one hundred percent impossible. Why would why would the Saints <laughs> trade for why would the Saints trade for Ryan Tannehill when they've got Jameis Winston and Andy Dalton? Like, well, why maybe would they, they don't like what they have from their quarterbacks? I mean, Winston's not playing too well this year. So, so then, why get Ryan Tannehill for like half of a season? Then you've got to get rid of him after the season. I don't know, man. And then, crazier then you have, have let crazier, then, crazier things have happened. Also, how often like how often do midseason QB trades happen? I can think of two examples off the top of my head: Jimmy G and Carson Palmer in the last like 15 years. They exist though. Yeah, but those quarterbacks <laughs> were better than Ryan Tannehill. <laughs> oh, and so you're saying 20... Ryan Tannehill is trash. Got it. All right. No, I'm not. Carson Palmer <laughs> made, it, made it to a conference championship and was consistently in the playoffs. Uh, Jimmy G went to a Super Bowl. Yeah, but I don't think anyone would say Jimmy D is a great quarterback or even good. I didn't, I didn't, say, he was great, I didn't playing, say he was a great quarterback. But I think, you know, overall I'll, over I'll, the last, like, six years, he's been better than Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, I feel like I'm, – I'm, I, maybe I'm just more out on Tannehill. Like, I know you say he's at the bottom of the problems, but I feel like he's definitely not, like, near the top of the reasons that they're winning. They've won. I mean – even after last year, every Titans fan wanted him gone, at least most of the ones I know, after the playoff performance. I don't know. I just feel like the pressure's on. When you draft a quarterback, especially a guy who's a projected first-rounder, like, things like that happen. But when you say you but know? when you say the pressure's on, like, what does that even mean? Like, I think he's aware for, of for the him last to, year. For him his... to, yeah, for him to perform. I mean, he's got three touchdowns and three picks, and he's, like, near the bottom in terms of quarterback rankings this year. Or he's, like, middle of the pack. 
So yeah, again, but that all came in just like a blowout Bills game to where every single player on the field was getting their ass kicked. We'll see. <laughs> it just doesn't make any sense. But does it make sense? No, it does not. It, it the, exact, <laughs> the exact opposite. It costs the Titans sense. The, whatever team trades for them, it costs them sense. Oh, so you're a salary cap pro now. God, Thomas. Out of control right now. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Dude, you know as well as I do that anything is possible in this league. Anything anything this. is possible except for that. <laughs> that It makes – there's just oh, no man. point. If, there's no incentive. If, if that happens – if it if it were to happen, the amount of crow that you'd have to eat is un, is at an all time high. It would be unbelievable. I promise you. Promise you it won't. Uh, well, all I know is if I had to pick it today, I would. I I feel like the Jags. Jags have an upper hand in that division, but it's super super soon in the season, so it's hard to say. But they, I, I don't. I after after three games, I don't know how how I feel. I feel about the Titans. So hey, what what did I say? Remember that episode we recorded when the schedule came out? I said the Titans would be at or below 500 on Thanksgiving Day. Yeah. It's gonna take a while to get some stuff figured out. Shuffling through an offensive Why? line. You got some guys in the secondary that haven't played that have never played before. Yeah, but that's every season. It's not like they have a new head coach and new coaching staff, new GM across the board. It, they're in the same system they've been. Yeah, in but you have you have a bunch of new you have a bunch you have a bunch of new players in key positions. Yeah, you're gonna have a bunch of new players every year. Teams still come out and hit the ground running. I mean, look at the Dolphins. Yeah, and I said that, and I said, and I said they wouldn't. All right, all right. Well, we'll see what happens with all that. Um, but for now, you want to dive into week four, into the week four preview. We can, but before we do that, I need I need to announce some breaking news that I just uh, noticed. The Titans, to their practice squad, have just signed Joe Schobert. Joe the Show, former Joe Browns the Show, with Joe the Show. Which, hey, uh, Zach Cunningham ended up going out the Raiders game with a um, injury. Uh, we're already down Monty Rice on the PUP, so we we need some inside linebacker depth. So that's who the. That's who we decided to go with. Dude, there's a small part of Brown's Twitter who's who've been saying, like, hey, with Anthony, because the Browns lost Anthony Walker to, for the season. They're like, with Anthony Walker gone, would we bring Joe Schobert back? And I was like, there's no way. I did not expect him to go to the Titans. So that's pretty funny. Cause you guys just signed Josh Gordon yeah. too. And I'm like, how many former Browns legends are you gonna uh bring to the roster? I guess he's on practice squad, but he'll I'm sure he'll be on the roster. That's he probably funny. will be week four because just, I mean, hey, when you have a lot of injuries at one position, man, you gotta, you gotta yeah. reach at the bottom of that barrel. Hey, Joe had some good moments in Cleveland. He's well past whatever he was when he was at his best, but you know, he's he he's a veteran is, at least. He's a veteran. He'll, he'll he may not be able to. They, we used to call him Joe Slowbert because of how slow he would run after uh, running backs and stuff. So, I mean, he's even slower now. So. Um, All righty. Well, it's uh, week four is upon us. We've got two days until Thursday night. Let's pick some games, bro. All righty. So uh, we obviously we didn't record last week, but our week two picks we um, ended up the exact same. We are eight and seven. 
mid mid eight we're having a mid off right we, we, now we are, we, are, we, are, <laughs> we are both eight and seven we had a lot of different picks and some of those yeah we got right others uh the other got wrong so that's funny here All we right. go uh yeah. thursday night dolphins at Bengals. uh dolphins coming off a huge win against the bills Bengals come finally got their first win against the jets and the Bengals are at home and will be debuting their white stripe helmets oh those and, look so badass so the Bengals are three and a half point home favorites, and right. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Bengals to I, Dolphins cover. Bengals win. I think it's a I think it's a field goal game. Field goal game. Uh, you already know I'm taking the Dolphins because it's been well documented on this podcast that I'm a big Tua guy, big Tua fan, and Tua is finally playing to the level that I always knew he could. I, was I mean, he's out, I mean, he's out, he's out there putting up Marcus Mariota numbers, but yeah. Yeah, he's oh, – you're talking six – Marcus Mariota's never thrown six touchdowns in a game, so let's not go off that, of last week. <laughs> he just didn't that, throw that, it that was, 62 times. He, he, like, I'll tell you what, he had he had one great half against the Ravens, but outside of that, he's been very – two is two is at the top in so many categories, and you still just cannot – Yeah, because of that one because that one game. Dude, two is one game he threw for 500 yards. So, yeah, that's definitely going to overinflate it. Two is elite. You'll, uh, so you'll what, see by the end of the season. So, obviously, the Dolphins win this one. I think they're they're a hot team right now. I think Mike McDaniel, you know, like he's, I think he's got a really weird coaching style, but whatever he's doing is working. I do like um, Mike McDaniel. Yeah. He's got a weird personality, but very, yeah, he's not a, not the traditional coach. Uh, but I do, I do think it'll be a close game, but I feel like, I feel like the Dolphins. Yeah. So, what's going on with Tua's injury? Because I saw he got hurt um, during that game. Just stumbled. I mean, the way he was stumbling around. I mean, they're investigating the concussion thing, but I think he came out and said that it was earlier in the game. He had like hurt his back, something to do with like his back. And whenever he stood up, like his spine had shooting pains down it, and that's why he stumbled. But We'll see what they investigate about the concussion protocol. Because, I mean, there's a lot of people who didn't want him to come back in. I mean, even I was like, holy shit. Like that. I mean, anytime you see a player do that, it's like, yeah, this is bad. So It, um, it looked bad. I mean, I, I I don't know if I believe the back injury, but it yeah. looked bad. Yeah. Walking around like Walt Jr. out there. <laughs> God, brutal. Uh, they, they, had, they had one look at Teddy Two Gloves in there, and they said, well, let's, they let's said, get let's good. Get, Where's Timmy from South Park? Get back in the game, son. <laughs> Seriously, though. Um, okay. Yeah. So different yeah, right I, off the bat. Yep. I like the Dolphins, I think. I mean, I, the just to close on that, the Waddle-Tyreek Hill wide receiver combo is like – the speed between them is unbelievable. I think Jalen Waddle is like the highest graded wide receiver in all of football so far this season. Obviously, Hill's put up big – I mean, like, that that's a deadly fucking duo. Seriously. Even if – I mean, like – They've definitely helped to improve, but did, did you see the video of of his throwing motion mirrored where he throws right-handed instead of left-handed? He looks like one of the no. – like, he – he people were like, wow, he actually looks like an elite quarterback because we're just not used to seeing how a left-hander throws. And there was all these okay. video and a, a montage of him throwing, but he looks like a right-handed quarterback, and he looked like Josh Allen back there. And I was like, that's pretty wild. Because like our brains just aren't. Oh. Used I mean, his to his left handed thing never bothered me. It was all no. I'm just. I, I didn't it was always either, his but... receivers just having to like stop and run back five yards to catch the ball is what. See that just proves to me you're not watching those games. 
that does not happen on every play. And if you watch Mahomes throwing to Tyree I didn't, I didn't Hill, say I didn't and, I didn't say every play. If you if you watch Mahomes throw to Tyree Kill for for the Chiefs, same shit. Sometimes even worse. Tyreek would have to stop and wait on the ball. So that's a that's a false narrative. And two is elite. He's on his way to his MVP. Let's move on to the next one. Two is elite. Jesus. All right. So next game. This is the, our our first London game of the year. Viking Saints. Vikings are two and a half point favorites. Talk Kirk Cousins versus Jameis Winston. You talk about a bit off. Dude, that's a yeah. That's pretty bad. I don't know what London did to deserve that quarterback matchup, but I'm going to go with the Vikings on this one. Yeah, I'm going to go Vikings too. I mean, like, yeah. couldn't even Saints couldn't even beat Baker Mayfield last week, and Baker Mayfield played terrible. He's the him and Justin Fields are having a battle for the worst quarterbacks in the NFL this year. So that's pretty bad if you can't beat them. Uh, yeah, fine. Mean, and then you got an yeah. outside shot for Davis Mills. Yeah, jeez. All right, Commanders at Cowboys. Carson Wentz versus Cooper Rush. Cowboys are three-point home favorites. I'm going to go Commanders. I, I don't see Cooper Rush win three straight games. Dude, I was about to say, I'm going Cowboys on this one because for me, I, that game for the Commanders last – I mean, against the Eagles, they look so bad. They Like, Carson Wentz is so cooked to me that I'm just like, I don't know how he's going to start the whole year. Um, and, yeah, I mean, dude, I tweeted it last night. Cooper Rush – he looks like he has a pretty decent arm whenever he's like, I, I haven't, I, I haven't watched him play a whole lot, but I, you know, I was delayed at the airport for usual last night, watching a lot of the Monday night game. And I was, and he actually throws a pretty nice ball. Um, and I mean, like, I, I feel like them being at home commanders, the commanders just don't scare me at all. Um, so yeah, good Cowboys on this one. Carson Wentz is just, I mean, he, he's the, stereotypical up and down quarterback. You know, he's got one bad week and then he lights it up the next week. I mean beat the Jaguars week one. They lost the lines the next week, but he put up good stats. And then of course obviously last week was terrible. Like he had negative two passing yards at one point. He's he's the poster child of like just inconsistent quarterback play. Yeah. All right, next your Cleveland Browns are traveling down to the Atlanta Falcons to take on the former Prince of Nashville, Marcus Mariota. The Browns are one and a half point favorites. Yeah, I, I do think the Falcons have played a little bit better this year than than I thought they would. Not that they've been great by any means, but um, so I, I do think they'll put up more of a fight than I would have thought looking at the schedule in August. But I, I do I do think the Browns Browns win this one uh, fairly decisively. I think it'll it's not going to be about one and a half points. I feel like they could easily win this one by a touchdown. Um, what do you think? Give me a score. Give, give me a score prediction. Yeah, I said this to someone earlier. I think I said 27 to 19, 27, 20. 27, 20. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I'm going to take I, – I want I want to take the Falcons. I'm tempted. To, I know. You do this I'm, every week. You're always picking against the Browns. But but I'm going to – I'm going to – I'm going to go – going to go. Bro. What The only time we picked games was week two, and I picked you all to win. And you all didn't deliver. Every week, bro. No, you do it outside. Of this this only is our second lie. week picking games. What do you mean? Yeah, officially, I see you in the group chat every day. <laughs> so I'm gonna go Browns. Okay. I, I think I think I mean it. You know, I think the Falcons will keep it close. I mean, I think the Browns will cover. And I mean, I, but Falcons keep yeah. it close. I just you can't eke out wins against Geno Smith and expect me to pick you the next week. 
Yeah, I'm I'm hopeful that Miles Garrett's gonna play. We we didn't really talk about this earlier. Oh yeah. We, we, we obviously yeah, a lot he, of time he got on a car it. got yeah. a car crash last night. So I don't think there's been I haven't seen any news about what that means for him in terms no, of being able to play, but I haven't either. I'm uh I'm for one, I'm just glad he's okay because it looks pretty uh it looks pretty scary. The fact he walked away with no major injuries is like a blessing because that car I think they say it flipped like four times. But it's wearing a seatbelt, and you know, got got lucky, I guess. I, I, they released the body cam footage today of like first responders at the crash site, and he had like blood coming out of his arm, so or out of his hand, I think. So I, I, the initial thoughts was that he broke his wrist, but it came out today that no bones were broken, uh, and I think he was even released last night, which is just crazy. If you look at the, like I said, you look at the car, it's like holy shit. So glad he's okay. Um, we'll see if he plays. But I think just the fact that he is alive is is the best thing about the, that whole situation for sure. Yeah, I'm glad it wasn't as bad as what it could have been. Yeah, because Clowney Clowney's still up, you know, like up for. De- I, I don't know if Clowney's gonna play. He missed last week. Yeah, I was gonna ask uh, that. I was gonna ask that too. What his health status was because he didn't play last yeah. Thursday. If as of now, he's he's been on the did not practice so far this week, so it's not looking great. Uh, but. Maybe on the back half he can he can have some limited action and be a game time decision. But if him and Miles Garrett are both out, I, I do fear for our pass rush against uh, the Falcons just because when Clowney was out. Now Miles still had a really good game against the Steelers in terms of like being fairly disruptive, run defense, all that stuff. But he didn't have a sack. That he was triple team, double team almost the entire game. So they can just do that to him again if Clowney's out. So we'll see. But do you think the Browns walk away? They'll be three and one. Who we got next, big boy? Uh, next, uh, speaking of eking out wins against Geno Smith, the Seahawks travel to Detroit to take on the Lions, coming off a loss against the uh, Vikings, where the Lions are five point favorites at home. Oh, man, uh, I'm going to go Lions win. Seahawks cover. Seahawks are bad. Yeah, I, I got the Lions in this one too. Honestly, it, it kind of hurt me a little bit to see the Lions lose last week like last minute like that because that's such I, I want them to get over the hump of being abysmal so bad because I really like Dan Campbell like pretty much anyone with eyeball does and to see them lose the way that they did I was like man this team they're just I mean that's I mean you want to talk about cursed yeah but, I mean, that's why I wasn't high on them this year man I just but they are playing better than than I thought I mean like dude they're putting up points they are putting. I but mean, they I played better they, than we thought last year, but like they constantly lost those close close games, and I know just on I coaching. Just, yeah, I mean, and, their and, staff the, and the is, fact that is, Jared Goff is their quarterback. Their coaching staff's like just hilarious. I would love Dan Campbell, but we talked about that with the hard enough stuff. But yeah, I do. I do think the Lions win. The, the Seahawks are quite terrible as well. So yeah, but it it would not shock me if the Seahawks went in there and beat them though, because yeah. Because it's definitely a, it's definitely a coaching mismatch with Pete Carroll and Dan Campbell. Oh yeah, yeah. That's I think Lions got a better roster, and that will end up being the difference. Yeah. All right. All Who's right. next? Oh, Titans and Colts. Oh boy. Oh buddy. Do you want to go first starts, on this one? Yeah. Can Can the Titans start stacking wins? This is this is a big game in terms of if it's they are going to. Yeah, if they are going to be that the the ten win team that you're saying, like you can't be one in three. You start getting a hole to dig yourself out of. It gets really hard. Um, so I do think 
I want to take the Colts, but I feel like the Titans Titans are going to barely ink out a victory here. Um, even though it – and I, I don't know the stats off the top of my head in terms of, like, the Titans or the Colts, who, who has beaten each other more at, like, their home stadiums or whatnot. Because I know this one's in Indy, right? Yeah, it's in Indy. So, it is, it is uh, in Indianapolis. That's correct. Yeah, I mean, I feel, I feel like the Titans are going to split with the Colts this year, and I think they know more than we do right now that this is this is almost a must-win game as well. Like I said, not to be one and three, so I feel like they're going to come out and uh, put some pressure on Matt Ryan, who just has concrete shoes if you get any pressure on him, as as we talked about before the season started. Because, um, I mean, they, they kind of got lucky to beat the Chiefs last week. Honestly, I'm, I'm not super impressed with the Colts this year. Um, yeah, yeah, the Colts have definitely, especially you know that Jaguars tank game left a bad taste in everybody's in everybody's mouth. Um, yeah, I kind of wish I had a Titans injury report to kind of give me a more yeah accurate mindset for the because that's I was just looking for that to see if one had posted today, but I still haven't seen one yet. Um, I think a big difference in this game is whether or not Bud Dupree is going to be able to play. That's not currently clear. And then yeah. his backup, Ola Adenier, missed last week as well. So right now our best pass rusher we've got on the field in terms of like outside edge linebacker is Rashad Weaver, which he did have a sack last week. Yeah. He did he did play well. Um and I also predicted that we would split with the Colts. Um Titans look good last week. They finally started opening up the offense in the uh, first half, which obviously led to a barrage of points. They had 24 points, but then just kind of went into conservative mode in the second half. Um, still, think, still think this team has a lot of lessons to learn, and I don't think they're healthy quite yet. I'm think I think the Colts are going to win this game. Oh, I think the boy. Titans will. Get, I, th- I think the Titans will get them next time, but I think it get you know. It gets you know the darkest for the dawn. Is that is that the saying? You know, yeah. Uh-huh. You know, there, there, there's light. There's light at the end of the tunnel for the Titans. And I mean, I and I tried to make this clear during all of our preseason prediction shows when the schedule came out and we did our NFL preview. Titans are going to have some bad moments, and I just think we got to be patient with this team, and things will be okay in the end. So, yeah, I think I think I think this Sunday, especially if Bud Dupree doesn't play. Yeah. It, it, it'll be it'll be a close game. That's why it's only a you know three point you know three points for the Colts at home, which means it would just be a even spread at a neutral site. Yeah. So I and I don't think the Colts are as bad as they have shown. Like I think they will eventually start to right the ship a little bit. Yeah, I don't think that they're like terrible, but I yeah, I guess I just haven't been like as impressed with them as I thought going into the season. Because pretty sure I picked them to win that division initially and it just kind of you know like the first few weeks it's always hard so i do i do get that that sentiment as that's well. why i don't but, really kind of change my whole season outlook while we're still in september because there's just there's a lot of things that can happen there's a lot of adjustments that need to be made it's just this league it's too wild my man is, yeah I'm, I'm gonna go i'm gonna go with the colts to win sunday and fully expect titans twitter to be in meltdown mode number one and three yeah, dude. It'll be Malik Willis before you know it, just like I predicted. Anyway, moving Malik, on. <laughs> Malik, Malik Willis will not see the well, – he will not replace Ryan Tannehill officially until we're out of the playoffs. All right, we'll see. All right, next <laughs> we have got Bears at Giants. Giants coming off that Monday night loss last night, and Giants are three-and-a-half-point home favorites to Justin Fields and the Bears. 
dude. Justin Fields, I don't know how much of it's him, but the 10 or 11 attempts for like 100 yards a week is – I don't even know how that's possible in this past happy NFL, bro. It's kind of unbelievable dude. how terrible that they are. Um, yeah, I would take the Giants. Honestly, the Giants lost last night. I feel like the Giants have, have looked more competent under this new coaching staff. Saquon Barkley, knock on wood, is back, uh, it seems. Now that he's healthy, he, he looks like 2018 Saquon. Daniel Jones, I still don't think he's it. He's played, you know, it's kind of middle middle of the road, like middle of the pack for him. Uh, but, yeah, I feel, I feel like the Giants do win this one, though, like fairly easily because I, I just think the Bears, man, yeah. they Like you mentioned in the group chat the other day about Justin Fields getting the Josh Rosen treatment. I don't think it's going to be that bad, but I don't think he's going to be on the team within the next two years. So, like, I just – Yeah, no, it wouldn't – I I mean, it, it depends on what the front office decides to do. But, yeah, like, if he doesn't show, like, signs of improvement by the end of this year, I think they just need to move off of him. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't disagree. I guess I, I find it, like, hard enough – because the Josh Rosen situation was such a rarity, I feel like to get a guy to get drafted that high and then be off the team a year later, basically. Like, that just doesn't happen that often. So, I feel like with Fields, you know, he he also had more, like, college clout than Josh Rosen did. Not that that, like, matters exponentially, but I feel like moving off of a guy like that that early, I don't know. I I, I can't see it. Yeah, I mean, I mean te- teams are hesitant to do it, especially I would imagine the Bears would be because they traded up to get him. Exactly. Yeah, that's another thing. But yeah, in terms of like what's you know the correct football move, yeah, like I, he doesn't even have to light it up. But I mean, he's he's got like, he cannot be putting up these eight for games. seventeen for one hundred ten yards with like interceptions. Yeah, no, I agree. Like, he, he, I'd say if he needs to at least be putting up Tennessee Titan Marcus Mariota stats. <laughs> Like if he if, if if he can make that jump, then you know let him ride it out another year. But if he can't even make that jump by the end of this year, they need to just cut, you know, yeah. cut bait, draft someone else, and just cut your losses. So you're so so we're both going Giants on that one. Yeah, both going Giants. Alrighty, well, spent a lot of time talking about the AFC South. The surging Jacksonville Jaguars. We'll be traveling to Philadelphia where Doug Peterson makes his return to Philly as they take on the Eagles as six and a half point underdogs. Got that statue of him outside the stadium. The Philly special statue. It's pretty dope. Who you got? Uh, I'm going to go with the Eagles. Yeah. I, I like a small part of me wants to take the Jags as like an upset because of how well they played last week. But I, I do think the Eagles are, are a good team. I'm not going to buy into their hype yet that they had all offseason, but I, I do think that they're a good team. Um, like much I think Vegas than, is going to get a lot of people on this one because I bet, because I think, because this line was originally yeah. like seven and a half and now it's starting to move down. Yeah, I see that. Yeah. A lot of people are hype on the Jags, but I mean, the Chargers are super banged up. Yeah. And then I still yeah. haven't forgotten the fact that they looked terrible against the Commanders week one. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, the Jags, they're improving. And I mean, I said it, you know, during our preview episode. I mean, all those people that wrote off Trevor Lawrence, that was. I want, yeah, I want to see him do well, honestly. I know he's in your division, but it's just like he was such a generational talent. So it's cool to see him come come out there and throw four touchdowns, 270 yards, like a lot of people thought he would. Uh, But they're not there yet. 
I think we're both in agree in terms of like I think the they're Eagles they're head, they're heading in the right direction. Yeah, but I think they come back down to earth. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. The Eagles will bring them back down from cloud nine a little bit. Um, but, but yeah, because I mean, I never thought I'd say it, and I I know you're probably not even as far as high on him as I as I am. But like Jalen Hurts has has impressed me from what I've seen this year. Like it's it's kind of like the two a thing. You surround him with talent. I mean, he has AJ Brown, Devontae Smith. And, like, I feel like I watched a lot of that game against the Commanders, and he just make he's, – he's making really good throws right now. I think, I think he's playing very confident. So he may have taken a step that some people thought he would, some people thought he wouldn't. It's hard to say yet, but he, had, he has played pretty impressively to this point. Um, and Yeah, no, then, I agree. Yeah. I think going, going into Go the season, I was not high on him or Tua. But I think so far I, I'm – I feel a lot better about Jalen Hurts than I do Tua, which I mean I'm curious to see how the Eagles look when they start playing better teams. Same, but there is something to be said about consistently just beating the shit out of the teams you're supposed to be. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of teams because a lot of teams don't do that. So yeah, I think, no, I think there's a lot to be said point. about that. And then in those games he's played, you know, he's making some terrific throws. He's he really is. He's, play, he's playing thing. a lot better at this point than I than I would have expected him. Yeah. That's the thing that's gotten me is I have watched a decent amount of their games. And it's not like he's just making the easy throws. He's making the hard throws. I was like, man, I just did not think he would be that kind of passer already this year. But um yeah. Yeah, I feel like I feel like they come out with a, a fairly easy victory, bring the Jags back down to earth a little bit. Who we got next? It looks oh. like we got the the Jets at the Steelers. Another Jets mid off. <laughs> That's a that's yeah. a generous one. Yeah, insult to Kirk Cousins and Jameis Winston. <laughs> yeah, this is a pretty uh, you know, the Jets lost the the Browns losing the Jets looked pretty be- looked even worse last week with like the Bengals convincingly beating them, and I feel like that's going to happen again here. So unfortunately, I, I'm going to take the Steelers on this one. Um, yeah, to get me a pretty, too. Pretty I mean, easy I guess, win I guess Zach Jets. Wilson's not back yet. Now I think after this game is when he's in talks to to return. I think it was like four to five weeks. So uh, I think we'll get another Flacco Flacco uh, MVP game maybe. But yeah, I feel like the Steelers Steelers get this one. George Pickens, that unbelievable catch against the Browns. I have to have to hand it to him. Uh, but have you seen the videos of his frustration with Mitch Trubisky when? Oh man, there were some funny ones on Twitter this morning. There was one where Trubisky like dropped back and like rolled out and threw it, threw it away, and Pickens is, stops on his route. And he's like kind of open, and he just like looks up and he's just like stopping his feet, and, like shaking his head. I'm just like, man, these guys are already fed up with Mitch Trubisky. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so. I noticed a lot of the Steelers receivers have that sentiment towards him. Which I mean, it's, I mean, they're all really good receivers. It sucks if you have a a low average guy throwing throwing the ball to you. So yeah, I think it's time to make the switch to Kenny Pickett. Yeah. We'll we'll see Pickett for sure. I mean we season. will. I if mean not, I just, yeah. just think you it's think time already. Yeah, I, I think after this game, if Trubisky plays bad this game and they lose to the Jets, Pickett for sure next week. If they beat the Jets and Trubisky plays like ass and it's like a ten to six victory or something, Pickett like I, I feel like there's a good chance even if they win or lose. It depends on how it looks. For this one, uh, like from Trubisky, but I do agree that I feel like you just need to give the rookie some reps at this point. 
We shall see. All right, yep. next one. Bills at Ravens. So it's in That's Baltimore, and the Bills are three-and-a-half-point favorites on the road. Yeah, I mean. Ooh, Tony, man, I don't know what the Bills' yeah. injury report was looking like, but their entire secondary did not play last week against the Dolphins. Obviously, Dane Jackson suffered that horrific injury against the Titans. Yeah. They did not have Tredavious White, and both their starting all-pro safeties did not play as well, and I think they were missing Ed Oliver that game, and then there was – I think there was another defensive – like, they they were – they're super banged up right now. Yeah. Uh, did, not, did not have their starting center. He also got hurt during the Titans game. So, yeah, I'm going to go with the Ravens. I mean, you said it earlier in the episode, Lamar's playing at MVP level right now. He is um, he's definitely trying to earn himself a new contract, so – yeah, he he definitely is, and I, I'm gonna take the Ravens as well. Uh, yeah, Jack, you know Jackson looks like he's he's playing at that level the year that he won his MVP. I think he's like fifth in the league in rushing. He's near the top in passing categories, and he's I mean he's kind of doing the same thing. I've watched some of their games. I don't know how much you've watched of their games, but like he's making some good throws, and I'm just like. You know, the whole gripe against him for his whole career has been like, yes, he he can put up stats and make some throws, but whenever he has to be a, a quarterback and make throws to win him games, he's not like look super great. So I don't know. There's still a lot of season left, but he's definitely playing at like a pretty high level right now. Uh, the stock is going up each yeah. week. Well, just, <laughs> it is going up. It's just my big gripe about him is his style of play leads to injuries. Which it's yeah. fine now, but I just hope we're not having a conversation about him being hurt like week thirteen, like last yeah. year. Yeah, agreed. So, uh, but do but you yeah, think right, the right now he's he's win. crushing it? Yeah, he's he's definitely killing it. He's making a statement. I feel like he's behind closed doors. He's very motivated to be like, all right, bro, the Ravens didn't want to give me the Deshaun Watson money. I've done more than Watson. I I deserve that money. I'm gonna go bet on myself. So like, I can respect that. You know. Very much so for a guy to do that if he's that good. Like, I feel like he thinks he is, he's kind of proven he is. So, all right, he'll be somewhere. We got next Justin Herbert and his cracked ribs are traveling down to Houston to take on Davis Mills and that long ass neck. The (laughs) Chargers are five point road favorites. Ding ding, I fucking ding ding ding. (laughs) Well. Here, here's the thing. The Chargers got their ass beat by the Jags last week. And I don't think the Texans are as good as the Jags, but I do think that Justin Herbert's banged up. They have a lot of injuries like we've already talked about. And every week there's upsets, especially this early. I feel like the Texans still win here. And you, you start to panic a little bit if you're a Chargers fan with all those aspirations coming into the season. What do you think? Yeah, that's going to be that's going to be tough. I can see. I think. I think it's definitely going to be a close game. Uh, the tech, the Chargers just need to run the ball because Texans have yeah. the run defense in the NFL. I mean, I, yeah, I don't even do. know who the backup running back is for the Bears, but he rushed for over 150 yards against the yeah. Texans. They just need to feed Austin Eckler. So I think that I, I think the Chargers are going to eke out a close victory, just because the Texans have looked. Terrible, but I can definitely see the Texans winning if the coaching staff just comes in with a horrific game plan and ha- try to have Justin Herbert throw constantly. Throw 60 times, yeah. Yeah. So, is, so is, is, Jacoby Bo- 
Is Joey Bosa? Yeah, I'm going to take the Chargers. Is Joey yeah. Bosa out going to be for an extended period of time? How, how bad so. was that injury? I, I feel like it, it's going to keep him sidelined for several weeks because a lot of Browns. I haven't seen the official report or whatever, but a lot of Browns fans were just like, "Oh, the Chargers are going to be without Slater on offense and Bosa whenever they play him." So I mean, that's a few weeks away. So I feel like he's going to he's going to be out for a few weeks. So, um, ready? So yeah. Well. Next, Who's we next? have the Arizona Cardinals traveling to Carolina to take on the Panthers. The Panthers are two-point favorites. I'm gonna go we Panthers. Panthers? Yeah, I do. I'm, I think, I'm gonna go. I'm, yeah, go ahead. Cardinals have looked. I mean, outside of just like a heroic comeback against the Raiders, they should be zero and three. And yeah. also, I. Don't Cliff Kingsbury, I think we can both agree, is not it at coach. Dude, I've been saying it for years. Remember last year? Six wins for the Cardinals? This is the year it should have been that I predicted that. Because, dude, <laughs> Kingsbury is not it. They they look they look bad. They do look bad. It's kind of wild to me that I thought that they would be better. Uh so yeah. yeah. I did too. But yeah, I mean, it's just and then the generic West Coast team traveling all the way to the East Coast of so that time change. If there's yeah. ever a team that's going to handle that poorly, it's going to be the Cliff Kingsbury Arizona Cardinals. So I think the Panthers eat out of it. Yeah, I'm going to take the Panthers too. Uh, Baker Mayfield, he's a roller coaster of a quarterback. I feel like get back to back wins um, and yeah, get a little bit of revenge on uh, his former uh, Oklahoma Heisman Trophy winning quarterback that they, they play against each other once. I think Kyler got the better of them. So, um, all right. We're running out of time here. Who we got next? Uh, Patriots at Packers. Packers are ten and a half point favorites. Uh, Packers win, but I think Patriots cover. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see Bailey Zapp play. I liked him coming out of Western Kentucky. I remember so I, us talking about him with the draft, uh, like this past year. I'm pretty sure. Um, yeah, definitely taking the Packers though. Patriots. Patriots were I, they weren't going to win this game with Max Jones. I don't think without it's definitely going to be. But I am interested to see the the kid play, see what he does, but he's out. Yeah. See how it goes. All right, Broncos country, let's ride to Las Vegas to take on the Raiders. The uh, Las Vegas Raiders are two-and-a-half-point favorites. I'm going to go with the Raiders. They get their first win of the season against the Broncos. Yeah, I'm doing the same. I mean, I think we can all agree the Broncos have looked terrible. I think a lot of it is coaching. Russell Wilson, he may be washed. I don't know what's going on there. I mean, probably not, but you know what I mean. Like, It's been pretty rough. Uh, yeah. So and the Raiders they they can put up points they can play they just they just haven't been able to get that first win and I think if they're gonna do it do it against this Broncos team that have not they haven't figured yeah. themselves out yet do it now yeah the Raiders have been in every game they've lost yeah exactly uh, all right Sunday yeah. night game Chiefs at Bucks the um, Buccaneers are two and a half point favorites I'm gonna go with the Chiefs bounce back game I'm gonna go with the Bucks bounce back game. Tom Brady right. almost did Tom Brady things and and almost brought him back to beat the Packers. So I feel like the Chiefs, we're going to see them a little bit more vulnerable this year. Tyler Fuller, if you're listening to this episode, well, try not to blow a gasket, but the Chiefs may not be that well, great this year. <laughs> man, we shall see. It's been a wild season so far. So the spread's two and a half, point, two and a half points over under two and a half Microsoft tablets that Tom Brady breaks during the game. <laughs> Definitely going to go with under this week, but it's a young season, so we'll see how the rest of the week shake out. But, yeah, no 
whether it's him or Ken Dorsey for the Bills, that meltdown he had in the box, oh, my God. Like, the electronics are taking a beating this year. It's crazy. Dude, it's unfortunate. It's it, That is what we in the industry call a tough scene. Yeah, especially me working All in, right. around technology, dude. I hate to see it. Last game of the season, or sorry, last game of the week, Monday night, Rams at 49ers. The uh, 49ers are two and a half point favorites. I'm going to go with the 49ers. Jimmy G gets it done. I'm going to go with the Rams on this one. I feel like Jimmy G's play against the Broncos last week looked pretty uninspired to me. Um, and the Rams have definitely proven to have a lot more problems. You, you may end up being right about them in terms of progressing pretty hard this season. Uh, still early, just like we've said with everything else, but they, they, they've been fairly rocky. Uh, but I do think that they can go, go on the road and get this win. All righty. The... Well, we'll see how this goes. Like I said, um, just based off week two, we are both currently sitting at eight and seven. So maybe, one, off, of us, bro. maybe, maybe one, maybe one of us will break, break through and take a lead. Ah, real real but, fast. Do you know how many different picks we have this week? Did you make a tally? Uh, we've, one, two, three, four, five, six. Six? Okay. That's a pretty decent amount. We had we almost all of our I think we only had um two games the same in week two. Everything else no three. Damn. No four. Everything else was different. Damn. So we definitely a lot less differentiation this time, but still a good amount. Still six games. Yeah. So if someone so still someone's solid. gonna Push ahead. At, at it's going to be big this, Mike, so. bro. Tell lights. Nah. <laughs> Not after Joe takes down your boy, Tua. Nah, dude. As soon as Tannehill gets benched this week and traded, just like I predicted, and you're just going to – I don't know what you're going to have to if do. That act, if, if that actually does happen, I mean, in terms of our picks, I mean, that would – because I picked the Colts this week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would go in your favor at that point. Uh all right, man. Well, yeah, it's been fun. Um, we got these picks down. We'll wait for Thursday night football, see what happens. And uh, I was hoping to be able to go to the Browns-Falcons game because, as you know, living in Nashville, it's very close to Atlanta. But I will be out of town for a wedding this weekend. So on the drive back from Asheville, be in Nashville, uh, what, Virginia? I think it's in Virginia. On the drive back. It's in North I'll, Carolina. Or, but... North, North Carolina, yeah. I was close. Uh, yeah, on the drive back, I'm going to be watching the game on my phone, so I'll be doing some red zone action and whatnot. But, buddy, I hope you have a good rest of the day and a good rest of the week. Absolutely. It was a pleasure. you have any final thoughts? Uh, just to the Titans fans out there, if we lose Sunday, don't freak out. Everything's going to be okay. <laughs> Can I get a hefty tighten up? Tighten up, baby. Let's go. All right. Don't forget to follow... Titan of the Dog Pound on Twitter and Titan underscore Dog 21. Go Browns. See you guys next time.